Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Aaron with Hex Life and Style. So I hope you enjoyed episode number seven, part one of my interview with Max, the Vintage Plug. Now, in episode eight, part two, Max and I go a little bit more in depth. We talk a lot about the bins, sourcing at the bins, and networking at the bins. We talk about the business side of the Vintage Banana, and we talk a little bit about Max's musical career and how he produced music at one time out in California. So grab your drinks, sit back, and enjoy part two of my interview with Max, the Vintage Plug. What's poppin'? Who you a Brand new whip, just, just hopped in. I got oh, options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday but, like uh, So talk a little bit about, let's get back to, let's get back to just real quick to the kind of the thrifting. So you, you, um, you kind of started, you were one of the first people, I think, that really kind of in this market or in this area that pushed the bins, you know, the Goodwill bins. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't even, I've been up to the new one there, like once. I think I saw you, I actually saw you there. But, you know, I just feel like it's just for, unless you're just going to go there just to hang out and see your boys and kind of chill and, and, and talk shop. It's it's sometimes you may you might find that diamond in the rough, but it's not, obviously like if you're wanting to do a big day of sourcing, that's probably not where to where to go completely. But um, although I left the I left the one in Louis, the, the the new one there over the over the river, you know, um, I left with quite a bit that day. Well, of course, I was looking for more like you like industrials type where you know older stuff, military stuff, right. things like that. Um, but but um, what What's your take on that, man? Because that, that market, like I go, I travel, I cover six states for what I do. So I'll go to, so I've been to Colorado, the bins in Colorado some, and they're just, they're saturated. Kansas City is, is not as bad. Um, St. Louis, um, some of those, some of those bins, but it just seems like everybody's flocking to, to the, to the bins. For you, man, is it a way of sourcing anymore or is it just kind of a, to go chill and hang out? Oh, it's definitely a way of sourcing. I mean, if you sit there long enough, you're going to leave with a car full of shit. Some days are worse than others, but, you know, it's just like thrifted anywhere else. If you're consistent, you're going to get some stuff. I mean, you're going to get stuff no matter what. If you're consistent enough, you're going to get results. And that's in anything in life. If you're consistent enough, you're going to get results. You go to those same fucking, let's say you got three Goodwills that you live by, just regular stores, and you hit those every day your results will, will come like you're going to get some stuff. Yeah. If you hit it every day and you don't quit and you're consistent over time, you'll get better at it. You'll learn it more and you'll be the one getting the stuff. If you're consistent enough, just like the bins, like you're not going to walk in there for one hour and expect to go full rap tees and just, it's all fucking fun again. You know what I mean? It's more about consistency over time. will give you better results. And that's the bins. That's with just about anything in life, working out anything. That's, That's my philosophy. Thing. So the longer I spend in the bins, the more days I had a car full of clothes, the more I'm doing trading, the more I'm buying from people at the bins, you know, just the more, the more everything's generating, you know what I mean? It's like, you're just kind yeah. of putting out that energy by being there every day. So now I think, yeah, man, that's a good point. I, you know, I haven't really thought about it that way. Of course, for you going to, to the, you know, being consistent, going to the same place and seeing the same guys and, and, and people that you, you know, network with, you know, daily, that makes a huge difference, almost like going to an office or something and, you know, sure. you know, talking about, you know, talking shop about ideas or, you know, 
like you said, doing the, the trading and, and trading and buying and, and you know, if somebody else pulls something, if you're not there to buy it, somebody else will buy it pretty much right away because it's a total whole little economy in there almost. You know what I mean? Like it's its own little it's a whole market just within each bins for real. Yeah. And it's the same everywhere. I've gone to over twenty bins. Like I've been to so many different bins locations and it's the same thing. Like the more you're at one location, you know, like in Portland, I was there for two weeks and I went to the bins like 10 times, 10 days. I went to the bins for several hours each day, you know, and that was like supposed to be a vacation, but it's still like, I got to end up knowing the kids doing buyouts, had to buy extra suitcases to fly it all back. You know what I mean? Because I ended up with so much product just from being in the situation. Not that I found that much, you know what I mean? I found a good amount, but I've got even more because of the people that I met there and then just networking. And you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's more than just there for the pick, but you are there for the pick. No, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good point because it was the same way with me in Colorado. I mean, I had to buy suitcases to get stuff back and yeah. that was part of it, man. I mean, I met a few people out there um, and um, just kind of from talking to them, being able to get, you know, source from them or whatever they have. And, you know, I met one guy out there and it's funny because he had a, he had a car full of stuff and he was like, he said, you know, he said, look through that cart, man. He's like, I can't sell this stuff. And I, and I was like, okay. So I, you know, I looked through it all and, you know, it was, it was, you know, some basic stuff and it wasn't anything crazy or high dollar, but I knew as soon as I got it in Lexington and, and, you know, I've got that pop-up at the domestic, I knew as soon as I put it out down there, it would sell. Cause I mean, it had good content. It had, it was, some of it was like, I think a few of it was like some vintage horse, you know, t-shirts and just some kind of stuff like that. And, he said, you know, you can't keep, you can't, I'm here all day. He's like, I can't take everything. So I think, yeah. had, you know, I think he had a limited, fun, uh, uh, you know, I think he had kind of limited funds and he was kind of more selective and picking at what he could because he couldn't sell it quick enough. So oh. for me, you know, networking through that, from that aspect. So I think you make a good point, man. I mean, when you look at it from a business standpoint, rather than just sourcing, right. I think it, it makes a lot of sense. So you got, uh, you, I remember you, you were talking about buying suitcases and, and, and sending that stuff back. Did uh, you lost, didn't you lose a piece of luggage with a bunch of stuff? Yeah. There? Did you get I it did. I forgot about that. <coughs> that was, that was shitty. I got it back the next day, but man, yeah. that was scary. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I about that. Coming back from Portland. Coming yeah, from I Portland, remember I something, seeing something like that. Just product. Tool. Yeah, that would be the worst, man. I've lost luggage before and had some nice stuff in it, but if I had a if I had a suitcase full of of, of vintage tees, I would be I'd be sick. And like, here's the thing: there's those kids kind of go there every day, and they don't really have the outlets to sell. Like, they just all sell online. They like, there's a couple stores there, but there's no like popping vintage store there that they're selling to. You know what I mean? So a lot of them are like throwing back. Like, once I got to know the kids, like, they were just like, you want this? You want this? And it's like champion reverse weave sweatshirts that they're just kind of like, yeah, we got a closet full of them. We yeah. don't really sell. We only sell crazy T-shirts, so you can have this. And, like, bro, there's some days where I'm like, leaving with, like, they gave me several hundred dollars for the product just because it's not their specific, you know, their thing. Or they're just coming across so much that they don't really care about. But, and then I went to, you know, that got me excited for buying from them. So I was like, damn, they're throwing this shit away. I wonder what they got at the crib. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, that's, that's man, man. that's what this is all about is networking and, 
and, you know, kind of, you know, getting, getting, you know, gaining friendships and, and getting to know people a little bit better. And that's such a good way to source. Cause I mean, you know, that I've met a lot of the younger people here that go to UK and they have tons of that stuff and they're just sitting on it. And like you said, other than, and see, they don't have any, they don't really know how have a way to sell it. And the only people they're really selling to is their buddies in college and their buddies in college don't want to pay for anything. So, right. you know, so that's been a, it's been a, it's a good outlet. It's a good point. So what, what's next for you, man? I mean, what's like, like, let's say, let's talk five years from now. I know you probably can't, you don't, you may not know, but like, what, what's your passion? Like, what do you want to do? You clearly have a, a knack for sales and entrepreneurship and things like that. I don't know. One of my goals for 2020 is to start making music a little bit more just because that was a hobby of mine that I, I mean, back in, 2012 and 13 I was really pushing it you know I mean I went out to LA and produced at Paramount Studios for two months because of my music so it's one of the things that I used to love that I want to get back into but within the next five years I mean we're chilling on vintage banana right now like it's you know a whole it's providing for me and Josh right now I mean it's a huge you know it's more than just a hobby at this point it's you yeah. know a whole career but uh, I mean, as long as this will last, we're gonna keep up the vintage banana. Try to expand some, you know. Try to try to make it to where we're making more money. I mean, we've had the online website, which is doing numbers like another store. You know what I mean? So it's like having two forms of income possible once it, everything opens back up. But then just you know, if if we either take that to grow or you know, growing in some way possible. I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. But there's no exact plan yet. You know how you it kinda goes. have you kind of have the groundwork already done, man. I mean, you like I said, you're good at what you do, and and you know that'll always be there, especially as long as you continue to to like learn and get better at, at, at that skill set. You know, selling and is is man, it is a super skill. I mean, a lot of people, some people just can't do it. You know, I've noticed that in my you know throughout my career, I've I've hired people and worked with people that. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you should have picked another career because this is not oh, yeah. worked out for you. But you definitely have it, man. And I know you'll be successful at whatever you do. So talk about your music, man. The Do you like to produce, obviously? The, yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, I mean, I've just been writing music since a young age, like 16 or 17. I started playing piano and then just really, I mean, I've played ever since then. And then I got into Fruity Loops and production and Cubase and Pro Tools and then just went on into making music for years. Well, you blew my mind that day, dude, when I saw that story and you were playing the piano. I was like, I was kind of pissed. I'll be honest. I was like, what can't this guy do? <laughs> I knew, I, I knew you'd done some art and things like that. And you were doing the cut and sew. And I was like, man, this guy. And you know, I mean, I think that's it, man. Just having that goal in mind and just focusing on it and saying, I want to learn how to do this. And I want to try to perfect this. And, uh, man, that, that's, that is, uh, something that's lost. I mean, a lot of people don't have that drive and, and you do, and it shows, man, the banana has been, I mean, it's, it's, it's so cool to kind of see just the progression over the past couple of years with the banana. Oh yeah. And I mean, the, the, the way you've just kind of created a, um, you know, I talk a lot about this, but, you know, creating that culture and that environment, that environment, man. And, you all, you and Josh have done a good job, I think, of creating a place where people want to come. You know, I think yeah. in my mind, I think of it as like an old school barber shop where everybody, your day, man, is like, I'm going to roll by the banana for 30 minutes, an hour, 
hang out, see what everybody's doing, see what's going on. Holler at the boys. And, and so you've created that and the ability to do that. And then I mentioned this with Josh too, man. Your all's prices are just so good. And that's the cool thing about it too, because somebody might come in for a $15 t-shirt, but yet there's two other t-shirts on the wall that are a little bit higher dollar that really speak to them. And, 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 um, and, you know, they end up, you know, purchasing those or whatever. But I just think, I think that that you all do such a good job from a business standpoint of really wanting to very inviting, wanting to bring people in from that standpoint, you know, um, you know, round two, when they, when they first came out with their YouTube um, show, that was one of the things that, that, that kind of, you know, they were a lot younger and, and Sean did a good job of kind of creating that hype and that excitement you know, around, you know, what the, sh- the shoes that they were going to have available, you know, that day. Here's what's, here's what's crazy, because that is a huge influence to this whole thing. You know, I mean, I've been watching around, too, since 2015. Like, when I was really first starting to get into it, I started watching them. And back then, for them, it was just so honest. You know, it was just them in the store and a passion. And that's, like, where, where the stage that I'm still at. I'm still in the store often. I'm still, you know what I mean? I'm still the one, t- you know, in the store. It's it's pretty much the still basic stuff that you fell in love with that round too. You know, I'm I'm there all the time. I'm constantly giving people good price. I, what I really, just, I make people feel like friends automatically. Like I give somebody a, a good deal on something. If somebody asks for, a, you know, a better price or, you know what I mean? I'll just hook somebody up. And I think there's more value to that. And that's why a lot of people fell in love with round two. And then it sort of turned into this big conglomerate type thing. And it's more about a mass popularity now than it is that like hometown love for a spot. Because believe me, when I first started seeing round two, I was like, this is the most awesome shit. When they're in the smallest little, you know, uh, the smallest location with all of them there. And like just the conversations between them and the employees and the, and the people that give the customers was just so good and so honest. Like that's exactly what you would want to sort of be like. And I feel like the vintage banana still holds part of that, you know, that honesty. It's like, you know, there's still that, that, that true, genuine, just good vibe in that store. Like, it's just, it's just the spot. I miss it. I was in there the other day, like, man, I wish people could just come in here and talk and say what's up. And, like, when we first opened, it was, like, a lot of younger high school kids, like sophomores in high school. They're all in college now but they're sophomores in high school and they were the cool kids in their class and they would always come to the vintage banana and hang out. And it was like, they're my homies now because they're 20, I'm 30, you know, we're all adults, but like they were little kids when they first started coming in there. And it was just like a spot where they felt comfortable. I made them feel comfortable because, you know, I would just, you know, I took like an older brother, brother aspect to like all my customers because I am older than most of them. And it was just like, they had, they were so willing to learn. Nobody else was teaching what I was teaching. And, you know, it was even further than just close. So, you know, we talk about life with the kids, you know what I mean? Like I have real genuine conversations with all these kids. Like, you know, I know their parents, like literally I, I, these are my friends now just because of the store. Like most of my real friends, actually my best friends right now, I got introduced to at the store. You know what I mean? That store has brought me so much more than just the clothing side of everything. Like, it's crazy the networking. How many people in Louisville know who I am? I'm not trying to say it's in a boastful way at all. Like how many people come up to me and they know who I am just because of the store, just because maybe yeah. I hooked them up one time and gave them $4 off of something. That was a big, you know, that was like, when do you ever go into so somewhere and they just give you money off? And that's never. 
And I was doing that so often to so many people and I didn't realize it was making such a big impact until like, there's seriously so many people that know who I am, who I've never even met or realized. And they say, you know, man, I love your store and all, you know I mean? They'll, they'll compliment or say something or like, you're Max, right? Or you can just tell somebody knows who I am. And it's just like, even my girlfriend now, she's like in the weirdest times, like somebody just knows who you are. Yeah. We went on a cruise and got off the airport of Miami and the fucking TSA dude was like, are you the finished plug? I was like, no fucking way, dude. Unreal. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's not just in Louisville, though. I'm sure it's everywhere, man, because, like I said, you, you got a huge following on, on um, you know, Instagram and stuff like that. But you're, you are, man. You have that you, – you, man, you, you, I don't know, man. You have that comedic approach. Um, you're very – you seem um, – I'm sure you get a ton of hate, too. I, I'm sure people blow you up right. with, like – you know, and because everybody that that has is somewhat of an influencer or something like that always gets blowback and people that you know talking shit and stuff like that about them. But dude, you, I met you. I think the first time that I met you face to face was at at the bins, and you, I knew you kind of from your Instagram and stuff, and and I'd seen you know different. I, I'm pretty good at reading people. But man, when I met you at the bins, you were like a, such a genuine, nice person. And, and, you know, you could tell that you cared and you wanted to help other people and teach other people and learn. And, and so, you know, you mentioned how the bananas like that. I agree with you, man. Round two, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to slam because they're all, they're good at what they right. do. And they've got stuff everywhere. They've got stores everywhere now and they, they pop, but don't lose that, man, because you and Josh have something that is really cool, and people gravitate to that, and people relate to that so much better. And when you're – I mean, let's be real. I mean, we're, we're – at the end of the day, we're getting clothes for a pretty good price, and I think the idea is to get them back out in circulation and ha let, make people be happy with them. And my philosophy has always been if I sell you a shirt today – and at a good price and you take it and you enjoy it for a year or so. And then you're like, well, man, I'm tired of this shirt. I don't want it anymore. I don't collect. It's kind of, it's not cool anymore. They'll come back to me and say, Hey man, you want to buy this back? And boom, I buy it back. Sure. And, and, and so, I mean, that's what, that's what it's about. You know, that's what it's about. And I think I struggle a little bit because um, you know, you've got, you've got your round twos in some of those places that, or asking a hundred and some dollars for a Carhartt coat. And, you know, we come up on those again, they make a lot of those. You come up on a lot of those, you know, from time to time, but I, those prices are crazy to me and people are buying them. Like they sell out is the crazy well, part. They're a company just about business. That's what here, here they, they've, it's turned into just a business less than a passion. And it, that's the thing is, this whole business, it starts from a passion. You know what I mean? This starts as a hobby or as a passion. It's not, it didn't derive from business and the fact that there's money. I mean, maybe it does now, but back in those days or when a lot of the people that are doing well in this now, when they started, you know, it came from passion. And that's what, you know, it went from them being like a passionate store to them being more just a business, which is not a bad thing. You almost have to move into that. And that's like, so yeah. many people have told me the same thing. Like, don't change the way the banana is. And it's like, it'll have to eventually change. You know, if we ever want to grow, which everything has to grow eventually, nothing can stay the same. You have to grow from it. And that's exactly what round two did. And they did it in the best business way possible. And they did it the smartest way. I mean, they're, they're just, they're really an outstanding goal 
and, and they're not saying any person to look up to because of what they've done as far as taking this hobby and passion that we all share and turning it into this huge business. And really they're responsible for letting the world, you know, really know about vintage. Like, let's be real here. If it wasn't for round two, there would be half of the, a quarter of the amount of vintage people in this world, like guaranteed. They were the cause of a lot of it. And it's all through social media, you know, through YouTube, their YouTube channel alone, which still is like, not like they have millions and millions of views. I mean, they probably have a few million, but they were getting a couple hundred thousand views, but it made such an impact, like such an impact, just that honest love that you could see of the originators, you know what I mean? Just those first couple episodes, just like those were the people that really fell in love with that show. And, you know what I mean? Probably led on into the vintage, you know, path that they took, but that round two alone is a crazy ideal you know it's another good point by you i mean you you'll have to i think staying what i mean by staying the same though for you all is, is just staying kind of true to who you all are and you can grow by doing that but yeah you're right and the, the banana is gonna have you're gonna have to grow because you won't be in business long if you're not i mean right. that's the thing that i've noticed you know over the the past couple of years is um, you know, these, the trends, man, the trends are just, they're changing every five, you know, three, four, five months. They're changing. Sooner than that, they're changing every month, man. They're changing. Yeah. They're, it's just the markets everywhere right now. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's mainly going up. That's the good thing is it's mainly going up. Yeah. No, and I think so that you're like, I Oh, back then it was $200. Now it's shit. It's mainly, I go, oh, that tea was used to be $40. Now it's 400. Yeah. Yeah. No, you mentioned that about the 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 Grateful Dead tees. I I I hopped. I've I've always, you know, I've tried to find some of the more rare ones, and I've I got one from the '90s. It's um, double the double sided with the beach. Have you seen that one with like the blue and the beach at the bottom? It's got the bears and the. It's like is the half skiing. Is the other side snow? One side beach, one side snow. No, one side's beach, and I've seen that one side's beach, and the other side's like the the other part of the beach. So it's like one of those scenes where it goes from the back side all the way to the front side and like if you were to cut it in half it would look like a huge beach scene yeah it'd be one big scene yeah, yeah so I, I mean i came up on that shirt probably five months ago six months ago man i got it for 25 bucks and i bought it because i liked it you know and round two's got it now for 200 and something so and i'm talking Crazy. five months ago not even that. I'm talking, well, what we, we're in April, May, going into May. So, yeah, probably early December, end of November is when I bought that shirt. So, I mean, I think you're right, man. I mean, it's – and and you still there? We're, we're mainly talking about how – you got your grateful yeah. dead shirt for twenty five dollars. Yeah. Are we on? No. Yeah. Yeah. Talking I'm about good. sorry, sorry to all the people out there. Yo, my phone died because I didn't realize it wasn't plugged in. You know, what I mean, I didn't see any alerts or nothing, so it wasn't plugged in. But we were on the subject of spent twenty five dollars on a grateful dead shirt, front and back, right? Summer, summer all over. Yeah. No. It and and so you know, for me though, I mean, I still got it. I haven't sold it because I bought it for me not knowing, but now, you know, the, the value obviously is going to drive up. And, you know, you're right, man. You can't, you know, round two is just going with what the market's telling them to go with. Right. And, and, um, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, and, and it's crazy to me because 
you know, I'm not a huge fan of like a Depop or anything like that. I've got a Depop just to get on there and look at people, but I, don't, I haven't posted anything on there. But it's crazy to me because people, you know, you'll post something and clearly, you know, round two, I'll have the same exact thing for, you know, $120 and you're, you've got it at 50 or $70 and people are still saying, Hey man, will you take, you know, 45 for Oh, for sure. It's and crazy. Then, you know, you hate to be kind of a jerk because like I said, my ultimate goal is, I mean, this isn't my every day. I'm not feeding my family on this. So for me, it's a hobby and it's fun and I want to get it out there, man. I want to, you know, you said it a minute ago, man. I want to, I want to, like, I want to learn from other people, but I also want to help teach other people and, 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 and uh, especially younger, younger guys and, and, and girls. But, but the idea is to get it back out there, man, to get it in circulation and just to make somebody happy. Um, but from okay. round two's perspective, I mean, with those guys, I mean, it's, they are feeding their families with it. So I 100% get that. And, you know, you gotta have that, you know, you gotta have that business mindset, that hustle, because that's what, that's what it's about. At, at the end of the day, I mean, that's what's going to, that's what's going to keep you in business. Sure. I mean, you got to think those guys went from loving vintage clothes to driving Teslas in California. You know what I mean? They really made the dream happen. So, I mean, you can't hate them for that turning into what they've turned into. That's just what it is. And it just comes back to you saying, you know what I mean? That, you know, everyone loves that honest just vibe of the shop. You know what I mean? Like that, you walk in, it's a place that you feel at home. You feel welcome. You can come into the vintage brand anytime. It's easy to shop there. You know, I'm really good at reading people. Like, you know what I mean? If I say hello to people, some people have like that automatic like standoffness. Like they, you could tell that they feel like they don't want somebody to talk to them while they're shopping because then they feel like they're getting imp an impression or like trying to get pressured in some sort of way. So I could read that usually right away. You know what I mean? If somebody doesn't want to be talked to, I, I let them be. If somebody wants to be talked to, I give my opinion. I have a lot of conversations with so many people and just because of the store atmosphere. It's one thing I loved about flea markets too, is you get that face-to-face -face interaction with people. And a lot of times it's like-minded people, you know what I mean? We get a few stragglers in the shop that you got to kind of win over, you know, older people that you kind of stumble in there. They don't really get, get it. And, you know, for the most part though, most people are happy to be in there anyways. Most people are in there. They know what they're in there for and they're happy to talk to you and purchase something and, you know, get a deal on something. So it's all, positivity in the shop for the most part well i mean you and josh are both positive people and and that and i think very easy to approach and talk to so that makes it that makes it fun too and that's kind of what i meant by when i said don't lose that because that you know i've been in you know i, I sell to ceos and, and and physicians and stuff like that all the time uh of these enormous hospitals and and that's the thing man i i promised myself early on and i, I got a lot of blowback because i'm not my personality is not one of, you know, following, you know, I'm not really a suit per se. I don't like corporate America. I don't follow in that cookie cutter type um, flow. So I kind of always have been the wild card, but I'm never going to change that, man. And, and, you know, I've always approached it that way. Like I'll go in to talk with a CEO and I'll, I'll be straight on, straight up honest with them. If they're not going, if they're not, if it's not going to be a long-term business deal, or we don't have that connection or that trust and that that relationship built, or you know, it's not coming easy, and I I think well, you know, this is not going to be something that's going to be long-term. I'm I'm straight up and honest with them. I'm like, this probably isn't a good business deal for me or you, you sure. know. And 
So I think, you know, having that, that, like you said, reading people and understanding that's part of this, you know, the swap, I think back for me, I think back in the early 80s or late 80s, early 90s, you know, I can remember, you know, a lot of the rappers and all, a lot of them would talk about the swap meets out in California. Bro, yes, Everybody. I thought this. Yes. They all talked about swap meets, all of them. Well, see, and see, you would see, like, you would read into that and you would, you'd hear about it or you'd hear somebody tell a story about it. And that's all it was about, man. It was like, it was like coming together with friends and family and talk and showing off all hey, your man. and trading and making good. Trade it, show them. You fun. give the younger people knowledge. You tell them why it's cool. Yeah. Bro, it's all about that, that trade off, that exchange of not just a, a material thing. It's the exchange of that information, the exchange of that experience. Yeah. Like there's so much more to that, you know, that people really appreciate. I swear. It's just like so much more to vintage clothes than just the little material piece. There's, you know, that's what's cool about it. It's like you're not going to have an H&M shirt and be like, have any story whatsoever about it. But a vintage piece can have a story to it. Like, you know what I mean? It, it literally strikes a conversation of, you know, age and wear. And it's, it has a story. And that's what makes it so much more interesting than, any other aspect of fashion well really you can go into any aspect of you know what i mean like designer stuff or like crazy off seasons of things that you probably never even heard of like you know yoji yamamoto's spring summer 1998 you know you would never know about that but like there's people that are into like the weirdest little details of fashion which is like what this is you know vintage is just like another little lane of just being super detailed into fashion but it's opening up conversations even this right here you know what I mean? Like this whole podcast was struck just from networking within this specific genre of fashion. You know what I mean? It's basically what it is and, and reselling business. There's two kind of sides to it, the fashion and the business side, but you know, it's just networking between the whole thing in, that, in every aspect, do all of it. Well, th think about that shirt that you have on. I don't know where you got it, but think about who purchased it originally and, and how, where they wore it to and how they felt and, and, the things that happened when they were wearing that shirt. I mean, that for me is what is, is the coolest part about all this because you just, you don't know, man. It's, Dude, it's, I'll tell you something crazy. Just, just to give you a reference, okay, of where you learn, where, where like just ne this business has led me. I got this shirt, okay, and this is not even anything really special or specific. It's just cool that we're talking about relationships with people. My girlfriend lives or is from South Jersey. So we were in South Jersey and I was posting videos like, thrifting in there and i was like dude this is shit nothing in south jersey is worth thrifting and there's a dude he's like i live up in philly he's like if you want to drive up here and buy some stuff it's only like two hours away he's like i'll sell you some stuff he's like i've been watching your instagram for forever you know what i mean like basically somebody had just been following my instagram for forever and he was like dude come on through my house i feel like i know who you are already you know what i mean so when, when i showed up he already knew my face and everything from just following my instagram so he was comfortable enough to let me just come to his house and he ended up having this shirt, you know what I mean? I bought it off him for whatever, 60 or 80 bucks. Yeah. But, you know, I bought a huge amount from this dude. And it was just random that he knew who I was from Instagram. And he's out in a place where I just was across the map, you know what I mean? Up in Jersey. And a person who's like-minded, you know, and knows me just from Instagram, you know, was able to start a relationship or a friendship. You know what I mean? Any, was able to start a relationship with him. Yeah which is a business relationship. You know what I mean? It's just crazy that it, so, so that led to that from that far away. So let me tell a quick story based on what you just said. We're talking about like just talk, starting a conversation and, 
and meeting somebody. So I went, I had this, I had this trash can dude as a kid. And uh, I'm a, I'm a, of course I'm a big Kentucky fan. I think you're a Louisville fan, right? You're a big U of L fan. No, no not really. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. I'm a fan of colors anyways, but. Yeah, so I had this dude, I had this as a kid and uh, my brother and I had it. And, um, and I don't know where it went, but I saw a guy on Facebook marketplace and he had all this Kentucky. It was like a picture of like, it was a room. It was an insane room of Kentucky memorabilia. And I saw that trash can and I was like, I got to have that trash can. So I just reached out to him and, and um, he was an old, old guy, older guy. And uh, so he's like, man, come take a look. I still have the trash can. So I went over there and I bought that trash can from him. And I think I bought like one or two other things. And we got to just kind of, oh, I, I bought this from him too, dude. This is, like I said, I, I collect a lot of Kentucky stuff. But um, so I bought this off of him. And this was, this is like, um, this is from the 50s. And it's like a, just kind of like, it was like a rug or like a, a wall hanging. But it was huh. based on, like, it, it, it's got the guy, it's got the, you know, the corn mash, the bourbon. And then at the end, you know, he's got, he's showing the, the, well, the guy was telling yeah, the, the, the hand fuck the off thing. <laughs> F you. So they did yeah. that. Lucky did that basically to kind of towards the SEC. And um, so I, I grabbed that from him. But we just started, you know, talking shop, just talking. And he was an old dude. Come to find out, he went to the same college that I did. And so he was like, you know, in the 70s. And he was like telling me all these stories and everything. And he was like, man, he was a dead. He, he loved the Doobie Brothers and, um, and Grateful Dead. So he was like talking about his shirt collection and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, you know, I sold t-shirts. He goes, I, I used to travel all over and sell t-shirts at rock concerts. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. So he was telling me this whole story. And so we kind of talked and I was like, do you still have like, t he's like, dude, I have an enormous collection of t-shirts. And I said, okay, man. Well, I said, uh, he said, but I'm not ready to sell them. I'm not ready to, he was moving to South Carolina. And I said, okay, well, just hit me up when you're ready, man. And three weeks later, I'm not kidding you, Max. Three weeks later, he reached out to me and said, hey, come take a look at my concert t-shirts. I think I'm ready to sell them. And dude, so like, just to give you a quick example of, you know, some things that were in it, like just for instance, like this, talk about telling a story. Dude, this is original 1975 or 77 tour Pink Floyd t-shirt. It's just one of the one of the many ones. Original, like this this t-shirt was in here from 85. This original Farm Aid t-shirt with like I mean Huh. And I've never and, even seen that. Yeah, Farm Aid? It's the 85, it's original, and it's got all the look, I mean, the artists on the back are just insane. I mean, any artist you can imagine from that period. And um, and then I've got original Bob Dylan. I think the the Bob Dylan, but of course there was all together, man. There was like thirty something, rock, you know, band tees. And um, you know, he was like, "Well, he's like, you know, what do you?" What? I was like, "Man, just give me a price." I was like, "I want to be fair to you. I don't know, you know, I I, I you know, obviously I I want some of these for my personal, but then I'll resell some of them and." You know, he just threw out he threw out a number, and he was like, "Well, you just throw out a number to, to me." And I said, "Well, man, I, I tell you what, how's three hundred and fifty dollars sound?" And he was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, man." And he's like, "Absolutely." So and then he threw like 
On top of that, he threw like five more tees, t-shirts in. Like he starts throwing them at Celtics, you. Yeah. 82 Celtics champs, um, 78 Super Bowl. I mean, just he just threw them all in for free. And I was like, so at the end, at, at the at the end of it all, the sudden, I mean, I come out with like thirty something, thirty seven something, T's, I think, and um, that would have never happened, you know what I mean? If I hadn't have just kind of really broken bread with him, just sparked the conversation, started talking to him, and it's funny, dude, because he moved to South Carolina, and we still communicate because he has a stack of Grateful Dead and Doobie Brothers T's, and I'm when he's ready, because he's like, I don't have any children, I don't have any grandkids, anything like that. And I said, well, when you're ready to let go of them, you know, hit me up and I'll, and I'll come get them for sure. But that's the thing, man, just starting that conversation. You just don't know what other people have or, you know. Yeah. And, or what information awful. they have even. Like any time, I swear, because I just had a, a, a guy that I did a buyout from as soon as this quarantine started, I got a buyout of very similar. You there? Yeah, sorry, I got a call. But, yeah, as soon as this quarantine started, I got a buyout that was uh, very si – You getting another call? Here we go. Sorry, I got a call. No. But, uh, anyways, so the dude where, – where was that? You were doing a buyout. Dude calls me originally about – and he heard about me from Instagram, actually from his son – heard about me from Instagram he was like my dad's got a bunch of stuff he's willing to part with and he sent me a picture of a Jordan jersey and a Jordan t-shirt sorry Rodman jersey and a Rodman t-shirt and I was like oh shit I'm gonna go out there when I get out there this man has like band tees like out the ass it's literally probably 50 60 band tees like on a pool table but when I get there this man has a fucking indoor basketball court built in his backyard like he lives way out way out Indiana. I had to drive like two hours to get there. This man has a full indoor basketball court. All of the craziest Bulls posters and Nike posters laminated on the, the tall walls of the basketball. It's like high, like 40-foot ceilings in there. Then he's got like a rec room with a pinball machine and a pool table. He's got all the t-shirts laid out. And, you know, I just was asking about his life, like everything that I could have asked about this man. Like how did he come to this point where – He's building a basketball court in his backyard. Like, I was more interested in how this man got to this point of having all these T-shirts, was asking about all the concerts. Like, man, I soaked up as much information about that dude as I possibly could just because it was so interesting. Not because I was that – I mean, I was interested in the shirts. Of course, the shirts were really cool. But for somebody who's gotten to that point, it's so interesting to hear their story and just to, like, really get to hear about them. Like, literally, I was, I was just asking as much as I could. And he ended up enjoying his time with me. You know, I mean, I stayed there for several hours because I was just talking to him. Yeah, that's the same way with me, man. I, I ended up hanging out with this guy for about an hour, and he was he was playing. He had he had like because um, I'm into music, but he had he had like live concerts of the Dead and Doobie Brothers and stuff like that. That that you know nobody else has. Like, I mean, it was like live recordings of it. So it was kind of cool to talk to him and, and, and talk about all that. And, of course, you know, he'd met so many different people along the way because he was selling T-shirts for these people. And then he'd get to go backstage and hang out, him and his buddy. And have crazy experiences. Oh, it, it was it was nuts, man. He told some some really good stories. That, he like that exactly right there. That's not just buying a T-shirt. Like that right there is so sick that you get those backstories of 
someone who really went to all these shows and did the shit. Like, that's insane. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm going to something online. Like, you've got that story and that experience, and now another, that's this story that you're telling of the experience with this person. Like, that is worth way more than just the T-shirt. But, you know, I, I agree. I love, and that's what I feed off of. I love the, like, meeting people. and But then, for me, I have not sold one T-shirt I bought off of it. So, for me, the struggle is, like, I don't want to let go. Like, I mean, then it becomes, you know, because there is a story behind it. And I know that I know where it came from. I know the person who, you know, bought it brand new or took it, you know, from whatever. Or you have attachment to it now. So now I have somewhat of an attachment to it. So I struggle a little bit with that. And I'm getting better because, I mean, some of them just aren't my size. And, you know, I just need to kind of probably let them go. And, and uh, but, you know, there were three, three, like, extremely, um, like, early 80s Rolling Stones, that's one of them, uh, the, the Rolling Stones tees. And, you know, it's like, I'm not going to let go of those. Like, now there was like a Merle Hager and Jerry Jeff Walker. And, and see, that's kind of my, I like a lot of the old country. And that's kind of, I like that. But, you know, they don't fit me. I, I'm going to let them go. But like that 85 farm, you know, farm aid, I'm not going to let it go because I, you're not going to see it again, you know. You can find the reprint all day, but you cannot find the original of, of a lot of that. Oh, stuff. yeah. So, well, man, listen, I we're already in almost going on two hours, which is awesome. <laughs> I have to talk for days with you. But so what I'll probably do is I'll probably split this up into part one and part two, man, if you're cool with that. Or they'll release part one one week and then part two the next. So, you know, people can, can enjoy it and, and take it in. But one of the things I've been doing um, at the end of everything is, you know, in the eighties and, and nice, those cartoons used to give PSAs, the GI Joe and the He-Man and growing up as a kid, I can remember seeing those and thinking, you know, it somewhat resonated with me. And, and, and it was kind of cool to take something away at the end of each episode. What for you, man, what would your PSA be to the, I mean, it doesn't have to be to the vintage industry or young kids or anything. It could just be to the world now with what's going on and all that. What would, what would Max's PSA be? public service announcement is be good to people no matter what it doesn't matter who they are what they believe in any fucking bullshit what you believe in doesn't matter nothing matters just treat everyone good that's it that's the only rule in life you shouldn't believe in any religion you shouldn't believe in any fucking one belief one thing is nothing is one certain way just be good to people no matter what they what anything people are people man just be good to them that's all you got is the people around you that's it. Yeah, and I like that. I like that a lot. That's so true too, man. I mean, and you, it's gonna you as you can tell, and as you know, just from from what you what you do. I mean, treating people with respect and being good to, to people, and that goes a lot further than being a jerk and and you know trying to be somebody. Than anything further than money goes further than anything you could possibly hold materialistic. It's being good to people. I'm telling you, it'll take you further than any materialistic thing will ever take you. I love it, man. I love it, brother. Well, listen, hey, I won't keep you any longer, man. I know you got people blowing you up. <laughs> Your girl's probably calling you like, where are you? What are you doing? But uh, but listen, man, I really do appreciate it. And you are a voice out there, man. Whether you think so or not, I, you know, uh, you know, you you're I know you and Jack are friends, but I I I've listened to Jack's music for a long time. And um, you know, a lot of, I, I'm a huge hip hop guy too. 
I like, I, you know, it's funny. I don't like a lot of newer hip hop. Um, I'm a kind of an old hip hop guy, but I, but I, I love Jack and that's probably cause I resonate with what some of the stuff he says being from Kentucky, but right. I heard his interview, man, on Kentucky sports radio and the dude, he killed it, man. He killed it. And, you know, it, it shows that he cares a lot about the state of Kentucky and the city of Louisville. And where I'm going with this is that I feel the same about you, man. You, um, you've been an inspiration for a lot of young kids, especially, and older kids, you know, in this vintage, uh, vintage scene, uh, especially here in Kentucky. And you got, you and Josh are both doing a great job. Keep it up, man. Keep doing the videos. They're fun. And, um, I think that's what it's supposed to be about, you know, having fun and just enjoying your life and, and making it fun for everybody else. So keep that's doing it. About. Yeah. Keep, you'll, you'll be happier keeping other people happy, man. Just, just be good to people and you know, life, life will be good to you. And that's it. I agree. Well, man, I appreciate it. I really do. And so I hope everybody enjoyed episode eight, part two of my interview with Max, the vintage plug. You know, his PSA was spot on and I absolutely love it. I mean, just be good to other people. It's that simple. Treat others the way that you would want to be treated. That's my challenge to you all over the next couple weeks. As we get back out in public and things start to open up, be as nice as you possibly can to the people around you, no matter the situation. So I'm excited about the next couple months. We've got a lot of good stuff planned. We're going to be doing some live interviews. We're going to be doing some shop drops. And coming, I think, this Friday, I'm going to bring to you all our first 5-Minute Friday. So I hope everybody's happy and healthy. If you haven't gone to our YouTube channel, go to our YouTube channel. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify Podcast, hit subscribe, and leave us a good or bad review. You pick. So I'll see everybody next week. What's your favorite movie? Man, uh, I don't even watch movies like that. My favorite movie, probably uh, Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Favorite artist, band, whatever. Rapper. Uh, right now it's Jack Carlo. I just keep on moving. Yeah, he just released a new one. Did that what today? Uh, honestly, he? right now he's what I listen to the most, Jack Carlo. Yeah, I saw I saw the one he released today. I guess well, I, I guess he hadn't released it, but I guess it's just kind of a snippet that he put out. Yeah, there. he he just released one like literally right before this, like probably thirty minutes before this conversation started. I saw, I saw the video like with all the different people in it. P Diddy, everybody was in. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. He's crazy. definitely popping off for sure. It's wild. What's your favorite food? Vegetable soup. <laughs> I swear to God, it's I have first. like a crazy love for it. That's a first. What about uh, what's your, what's your favorite uh, what, what's your favorite thing to do outside of you know sourcing, thrifting, things like that? Everything else, sewing, fucking just being creative. Cool. Celebrity crush. Celebrity crush? I don't, even, I don't know any. I don't think I have any. You Brad gotta Pitt. have somebody. Man. Brad, Brad Pitt is my celebrity crush. Who? Brad Pitt. <laughs> Dude, that was so. Hey, that's the most 90s thing ever. Everybody'd be like, who do you think? I was literally looking at pictures of him yesterday. I was like, I want to be him in the 90s so bad. Somebody was posting all these pictures of him. I was like, God. Dude, I want to be that. Everybody'd be like, you know, you try to like look, look good and, 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 
and cool and everything. And every in the nineties, everybody like, who do you think you are, Brad Pitt? You know, and it's like now it's like now you say that and he's like some old dude. That's still me, man. I still want to be Brad Pitt. <laughs> I love it. Dude. I love it. Grow your hair hair out, man. Legends of Fall style. Dude, middle part, back, dude, just fucking chiseled ass jawline. That's my crush. <laughs> I love it, brother. I love it. Listen, man, thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll catch up here soon, okay? Absolutely. It was good Stay safe, talking man. to you. Yeah, you What's too. Up? I appreciate it. See my you, guy. Man. Enjoy your day. You too. Oh, 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 oh,